Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. Yeah, I'm Kevin Connolly. I'm Kevin Dillon. <laughs> oh, oh, he is not Kevin Dillon. Jerry Ferrara. In I mean, the house. I mean, he did a masterful impression of Harvey Weinstein back in the day, and that was pretty good. I think it's better than yours, Connolly. What do you think? Listen, Jerry, come on. Did I not? Did I not tee you up for that Harvey Harvey Weingart impression? Remember that we the never freebie? discussed this on the pod. I did it in rehearsal, right? Because the great Maury Chaikin, you know, right. unbelievable actor. It was so distinct. His anger levels on the show, of course, were fantastic. I did it in rehearsal. Oh, that's Connelly, what it was. Connolly laughs. And like, there was some other laughter, but it wasn't like I thought it was this great impersonation. And Connolly's like, you have to do that. I'm like, Kevin, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. So we got a few without, and then Connolly's like, keep rolling, Jerry, get it, do it, do it. He's fucking working. Was it. like a director. What, what, what was the line? Do you remember what it was? It was uh, maybe what's the fatal Harper's spit when he walks out of the guy? Something like that. Jerry did it in rehearsal. And nobody really laughed except you and I. I said, Jerry, we gotta do one. Doug Cole was like, that was awesome. That was hilarious. <laughs> but you're right, you did do it in rehearsal. My bad. Jerry My bad. crushed it and he crushed the the you know, Connolly does a lot of the Kevin Dillon impressions here. I I'm just that was saying. good. Jerry's been doing his Dylan impression longer. I haven't tackled the Dylan impression. So you haven't worked on it. Later. That's Not what like you're Jerry. It's more Jerry's of just like, so you think Jerry worked on it. Correct. Like sat in his mirror and worked on it. For the last 20 years. That Speaking of mirrors, down. I'm like... Jerry's hair looks so God, good. He's it's Jerry, he's, stupid. He's just going to stare at your hair the entire time. Doug, you got good hair. What I mean, I, it's fine, but look at this. He's 40. He's not like a he's spring not, chicken he's anymore. Not, he's no spring chicken. I mean, look he's at his man. hair. He's, he look, like, he's, got gray, is, he's got gray in his beard. He's like when man. you have hair like that at 40, you're, you, you like Jerry might be that 70 year old guy with like a fucking quaff. You, might, <laughs> you know, what, how do you so feel? My Jerry? grandfather, Jerry, God, you know, he made it till about 80 years old. He had this exact head of hair, except white. I am, look, I am thinning out a little bit back here and I'm a short guy. So like, you know, the back of the dome, all that stuff that I used to see some actors get sprayed with over the years, those fibers, the microfibers. I take a little fiber in the, uh, just on the back. Oh, really? Sure wow. No, this wow. is breaking I'll admit news. It. I'm not scared. No, it's very I, common. Listen, very I have common. fiber. The good news is fiber. now, you know, like <laughs> I used to like racing would do my hair a couple of years ago and like, I just put a little in and then I'd shower and it looked like uh, I worked at a coal factory. Like all of a sudden just black stuff went into the drain. That's where everybody gets bummed out when they take the shower. Oh. Like it feels fine when you're sitting in the chair, but once you get in the shower and it's running down your body, I think. But it's so it. much less after the. Uh, I mean, I, I've had a firsthand look at what the other side could look like because my brother started losing hair at like 23. I remember the day at my grandmother's house coming from downstairs. He was sitting at the table. I'm like, bro, you got like, I see a lot of your scalp. The kid ran home. I was going to say, that's like, nice of hair. That's nice of you. Sherry, is this your, you're talking about the great hair on the grandfather. Is that your mother's father? That's right. my mother's that's father. That's what they yep. say, right? That's what they say. My mother's father was bald as an eagle. Like, <laughs> yeah. She should have thought about having kids twice because I don't really understand why Anthony, Jerry's brother, I, I, I don't know what that is. I mean, is there any chance he's a half brother? Is there stress. any possibility? Maybe it's stress. Could be stress. A lot of things cause that. Could be, it could be stress related. It just could be the luck of the draw. Uh, but you know what? He's pulled off the shade. He's been, he's committed to the oh, shade. Oh, he did. He went shaved. Oh, okay, good. Well, yeah, like, he didn't even try to. He looks great. And I've talked about this before. I'm very happy with my face, my looks. I cannot 
go shaved. I would be a horror show if I had no hair. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. your hair looks good now, Doug. Yeah. I got to say, Thank uh, you. and Thank I listed a show. It's it's what you're Thank doing you. is really working. I'm still going to do one more of these if I can raise the cash for this I second never, Dr. Zeering <laughs> procedure. I but. never thought about it, but I guess, yeah, it would be an interesting look if you went totally like, no, no, no. I like listen. I swell Listen again. I, I, I know my limitations. It's like you know, I'm not shooting three pointers lefty, and I'm not going shaved head. That's right. never. Well, happened, I asked so. Bree when I when I showed her this little bit of scalp in the back of the head. I'm like, look, if I end up losing my hair in like ten years, that's fine, right? She's like, mm, <laughs> no, let's 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 look at to maybe talk to Doug, see what he's doing in ten years, like see what he's doing. Could Jerry get out in front of it and have a more minor procedure now? A hundred percent, Jerry could get out in front of it. He could, he could consult with Doctor Zeering. Wait, the longer but you wait, let me right? let me speak as clearly as I can. I'm somewhat of an expert on this. <laughs> yeah, I the way a lot of men like stare at women, I stare at men's head. Okay, yeah. I know what a guy's good head of hair looks like. You have no issues. You're not going to have a problem. But if you were even the slightest bit, yes, like this is the time to do it. I mean, there's someone who worked on Entourage. We don't have to mention who their name was before I even knew these things were possible. I remember when I saw a dime sized weakness on their head. I was like, fuck. And I wanted to say something I never did. And it went away. And I know they did something. And God bless them. It's great. And there's no shame in it. I think Jerry's head is the thing that Jerry, what Jerry's talking about, Doug, because you're, you know, how, what are you, Doug? Six one? I'm six feet. All right, you're six foot tall, so you don't have to wear it. Jerry and I, three percent body we're fat. a little bit shorter on the, yeah. we're more petite. A little bit shorter. Size. Come on, you. <laughs> if it's on the top of your head, people see it. Yes, right. Yeah, so it's you, like, you leave I, a room. We're looking. They're looking right at it. They're looking right down the barrel when you walk out of a room. Shooting run right down the well, barrel. What I know about the three, three of three of my cast members, you, uh, Kevin, and Adrian. It's amazing heads of hair. Adrian you're, doesn't do fiber. No, there's no way Adrian does. No, fiber. Adrian should have donated some of his hair to me, <laughs> but he won't even he won't even call me back. So, so listen before, just so everybody knows, we are going to cover episode three B, season three B, episode five. We're, it's getting complicated there, Jerry. Return of the King, where we shot at Del Mar. So let, let's get into a couple more things before we get into yes, that. Yes, I got a couple things. Now that we, I want to hear what you have, but let me just start. But now that we have Jerry, this is like DMs and messages, like. Why is Jerry not in the new show? So let me be crystal clear. If Jerry wants to be in the new show, Jerry's, Jerry's in the new in show. The new show. Yeah. If Jerry, by the way, I'll make the formal offer now, which I'm not even sure I'm allowed to do it because technically I'm an employee <laughs> of Kevin Conley. But I will talk about it a lot there. But if ahead, Jerry Ferraro <laughs> wants to be a regular on this podcast and be whatever, the third when no one's here or the fourth at all times, I would love it. And you do. You love your podcasting. No, but it's yeah. not about that. I love my podcast. I love this group. I get actually happy when I see Jerry. Like it right. makes me, it's like when I see my boys from kindergarten, I just go it's whatever. Nostalgic. So Jerry is welcome. But so everyone can be clear. Why wasn't Jerry necessarily in the pilot? Because here's the deal. I paid Kevin Connolly. Stop pounding your fist on the table. I paid Kevin Connolly. emotionally pounds his fist on the I paid table. Kevin Connolly out of my pocket, out of Ted Foxman's pocket, 1400 bucks for the week. And everybody had to be local hires. So to call Jerry up and go, Hey, you want to work for 1400 bucks and fly yourself out and live in LA for a week and a half. It just make the show, make it good. If Jerry's available and wants to be in it, you'll be in it. So that that's my side of this. And it's complicated with kids wow. too, right? Jerry got help. I mean, even, about even planning this podcast appearance <laughs> and you guys know, I love pot. I, I, 
you know, I've been screaming at everyone for years to like, I think podcasts were everything. And right. there's like such a cool force. So I love what you guys are doing. But even this with Connolly, I'm like, when we were talking about, hey, maybe we could, we'll do three or maybe four. I'm like, all right, listen, I'm good. But just know once the clock strikes 5 p.m., witching hour is upon us. It's got a whole new meaning for me now because it is very, very, very real. There comes that point in the night where it just, everything changes. For personal health reasons, Jerry, you need to turn that office right there into a safe room and you need to say, (laughs) Brie, there's times I go in here, I don't want to hear anything unless there's a medical emergency. Don't talk to me. Pretend I have a red light on the outside of the door. Is that true? A red light. I swear to God. And I have an on-air sign that blinks. And even Jacob, the three-year-old, knows when that sign's like, oh, daddy's working. And usually, I mean, working is a very loose (laughs) word for what I'm doing How do you make that light go on, though? Is that a real active light? Doug's like, why don't we have a light here at Action commercial electrician. So he he did some shit, and, and I just press a remote like that and oh, then everything just clicks wow. on. We gotta get one of those. Got a lock on the park. door and uh we do podcasts. That is I mean that's we, awesome. We gotta so. get one of those at yeah, Action Park. Get one of those, so. By the way, we took we took uh Easter Sunday, we took Kennedy to church, and my goodness, it was a nightmare. Because we're we're gonna get into the Yom Kippur of it with the episode. But you know, uh ten months old, an hour, you just you can't sit there with that crowd and no. expect that kid no. to do that, right? It was, it was, a, it was a bit of a nightmare. So. No, but just wait till, you know, she's three when Jacob thinks Easter is spring Christmas is what he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like presents and food. It's like, oh, it's like, it's spring Christmas. Uh, so I'm like, sure, buddy. Yeah, that's not really what it is, but we'll get there. Well, I, I can't wait to talk about this episode, but what else? Well, you, I, you got, got I, stuff, I got, I got, I got a couple thoughts. I'm curious, Jerry, we're going to do uh, a poll on this, on this podcast because I have a feeling that Jerry falls into this category with me. So Jerry, if you quote unquote, read a book and you happen to consume that in audio form. Is that considered reading the book? A hundred percent. I think it is. You, uh, right. It is. So, but, but is there an asterisk next to it? Like for example, the HBO book, the James Andrew Miller book. I just don't know that I could sit down and tackle that book, reading the book. 2000 pages. Right. Now, if I listen to it, can I say to people, yeah, I read it. Or do I have to put the asterisk next to it and say, I listened to it. I see an asterisk. No, I, I think that counts as a... Re- I think the asterisk now goes to actually reading the book. Because that, I think <laughs> that now is like, wow, you read that? You like sat down? Because Extra if, credit. these days, and I... Yeah, I, I always was a reader. I still try to be. I have like this one book that's not that I'm reading right now that's not available. What is it? As an audio book. So it's like a, I'm sweating What's reading. What's the book? What are you reading? Jerry likes history. It's, it's one of the Kennedy assassination yeah. conspiracy theories from this lawyer, Frank Rangano, who represented like Santos Travacante and claims that he has bedside deathbed admissions of guilt. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. It's not, a, it was written 30 years. It's not available. Right. So you have to read it. But I get about 15 pages. It's 945 at night. And I, I'm, I'm reading one sentence 45 times because right. I'm, I'm falling asleep. So audiobooks count the asterisk is when you actually read the book. Right, you get a double asterisk as a bonus, you're what, saying. What yes. I think is even more of an asterisk for Connolly, he's reading, the only thing I've ever heard, I've never heard him read a book, by the way. The only book he's reading, he's in. It's like Dylan, it's no, like no, drama, no, no, that's sitting not, in front of his billboard. Not, so did you no. even, did you look at the print copy of no, your no. own I'm, stuff? I'm, I am currently reading the Bin Laden Papers, which is, uh, you know, it's a book, it's an audio book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's yeah. the files that the, the SEALs took, and it's, 
it's kind of broken down and it's really interesting. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm going, am I, do I have to tell people that like, Oh yeah, I read that book or do I have to go? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how well, to, by the way, you just sound it. weird. Like, well, like, what are you doing? Oh, I've been reading the bin Laden papers. That just sounds strange. Anyway, tell, give me something about it. Like, it's what? well, you know, when the seals, when they killed bin Laden, they took everything, oh, it's, the computers it's, and the hard okay. drives and it's a gotcha. real in-depth look broken down. And how awful what was this what. guy is. Oh yeah. I mean, but it, it, it's, it's really interesting, but I'm listening to it and I want, while I want to be bragging about it, I, I just don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that I, that I'm, I'm listening to it, I'm reading it. Cause <laughs> no, I'm really not reading say that. Right. Just I will say, say though, a, a, a bad reader could really take you out of a maybe great book, a bad, re- bad narrator oh, yeah. could really take you out of a good book. I try, I listen to like easy riders and raging bulls audio book. Oh, great. Such a great book. And I listen to difficult men audio book. And I was like, Oh, who read, I'm hanging. Who read easy riders, raging bull. I actually, oh, uh, oh, I got to look. Cause I got to uh, say, I, th- I read, that might've been the last book I read, yeah. but I actually read that book. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I remember you reading that book on set. Actually. Right. It's interesting to look back at when the audiobooks really came in, in Hollywood. I don't know if you guys got into this, but everybody was listening to the Bob Evans book. The kid stays into the, the, kid picture. Stays in the picture. Everyone on audio cassette tape. And yeah. it was amazing. And it still is amazing. Then they ultimately made a documentary that is also awesome. But, uh, did you get to the part in the James Andrew Miller about us? And I haven't got, I haven't gotten there yet i literally just started the bin laden papers and i'm, I'm just i'm I don't, know. I don't know if i'm cheating i don't know if i'm cheating and i, or I don't know if it you know, qualifies well, the as question reading, is really does it make about. us smarter to read or not and i you know i guess part of what i used to love about reading is you imagine stuff and you fill in the holes and i don't know my focus is just gone though it's very hard for me to read yeah. most stuff now i mean are you really gonna sit down and read the hbo book jerry did you have you tackled the hbo book i yet? read the caa I have book not yet ago. I, I have not tackled it yet. I am. I am going to. It's funny. Uh, going to listen. To his it. son Zach Miller uh, is is one of my agents at WME on like the sports like branding side. Right. So uh, I remember doing that interview. I'm like, man, I hope this goes well right. because uh, he's the real you know. deal. Oh yeah, no, they're all yes, but no, I'm definitely gonna. So you know, I just got not that I got too much going on. Like I'm like I'm the busiest guy in the world, but I listen to stuff while I'm either driving. If I get 10 minutes in the gym, do it like whatever. So I have to consume it that way. And and it counts as reading to me. Ultimately, uh, you're going to get through it twice as fast. Yes. Right. I mean, it's and like I think the imagination part, I'm with you, Doug, like the imagination part, I, I totally get that. I remember being a kid and like my mind going there, but I've managed to do that with the audio file, unless it's a bad reader. Then Listen, my, my version, my me reading James and the Giant Peach had me <laughs> painting all kinds of pictures that yeah. I probably wouldn't get from an audio experience. Well, well Tinderbox is the book about HBO, and I, I think it's excellent. And I did read the CAA book he did before that. but I, I, I read not, that one, too. Yeah, and I actually and read And I read it. the ESPN one. Yeah, and, and the good news, the way he writes is it's broken up into, like, pieces, which you I like. skip like, parts that, you know, that no, aren't about you. Well, it's not that you skip parts. It's just that like they're short thing so you can stop anywhere instead of like you know when you you get a book and you're like the chapter's like 37 pages you're like oh shit like how am i gonna I get think this you're chapter? in the caa book too doug i, I think am. you you're yeah. in there right two miller books i'm happy to feel a part of that and then the last thing before we get into the episode which i think is the elephant in the room we're gonna talk about what what's up with elon musk and twitter do you, anybody have a problem with it i don't have a problem i'll see what the problem is no uh, problem with it doug no, I definitely don't have a problem with it yet, certainly. And I think uh, it's a weird thing because I don't want to turn this into like the left and the right. I right. believe in free speech. Right. And I know that the tech companies are suppressing free speech and letting they're letting people like Ayatollah Khomeini go on there who says, you know, death to Israel, which, yeah, that personally like right. upsets me. But 
I don't think that I think the rules just need to be absolutely even handed and you need to know what they are. That's it. Like Jerry thoughts, Twitter. Uh, you know, I, 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 as someone who was on Twitter pretty early, you know, and I really at this point consume Twitter for like sports and a little bit of like movies and TV stuff or whatever, but I, I do not get involved in anything political. Cause I just don't like what I'm confused by is like, Whatever you think of Elon Musk, good or bad, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Do you think he's going to really ruin it? And is it working great right now? Like, are we really like, this is perfect, don't touch it sort of place? I think the idea is even more than political. And and I know this from like getting blocked on Instagram for really nothing. I told (laughs) told Scott Venner I I could beat him with with my phone and pickleball. I mean, Jerry, you know that Doug said, I'll beat you with my phone and implying that he didn't need a paddle to beat (laughs) Venner. And Doug got suspended from Instagram for threatening Scott Venner with violence. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, you know, like Michael Rappaport posted something. Rappaport's. Rappaport's him, fucking crazy. Scary. But, yeah, but Rappaport posted something. I reposted it. It was just a funny thing. It, it was like, it honestly... You know, I, Jerry got me into Instagram, but whatever. It would have been my biggest post ever. It was like blowing up, and then all of a sudden it was taken down, and it's still sitting on his account. So it's like, how do they decide who they're going to take things from? And that's why I say it's even-handed. And and what I think the problem with the world right now is the ACLU. I'm not being political. It used to be about free speech. I don't believe in Nazis. I'd like them all to be taken out somewhere and executed. But <laughs> unfortunately, they need to be allowed to speak because then somebody else is determining it. Now, do I feel a little scared that the richest guy in the world controls one of the the biggest platforms on earth for speech? Yeah, of course, that's a little scary. It could be Dr. Evil. He am, I, am, sudden- I, am I crazy for, I don't want to say that I don't care, but for me, the best thing about Twitter is when you're watching something and you go, okay, did that really happen? Right? Like when the, we're not going to get into it, but the, the slap heard around the world, I'm like, okay, that just happened. First thing you do is right. jump on Twitter and, and Twitter will confirm Whatever it is. So I've always had a little more fun with Twitter, sports, that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't see it as a political well, tool. So for me, I don't I know, really but not to, a- not to go deep, but the, the Arab Spring, which was an uprising, right. whether you're for it or against it, started because Twitter, Twitter, Facebook could bring that together. So literally, they would have never in their wildest dreams have imagined that, that they could be. Yeah. I mean, revolutions can start because people can get together very quickly, whatever you, right. you whatever you believe yeah, in. So scary. It's, it's all, it's all kind of, I was just trying to right confirm now. if the slap is real or if it really, <laughs> or but, if it really, happened. Jerry, I mean, I don't want to get you like on the thing, but did you watch the slap? Were you like, what you, the would you see it live? Happen? Uh, I did not see it live. Honestly, I, I was not, not that I was like not going to watch the Oscars because I didn't care, but I didn't see any of the movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank. Weird, weird I'm, year. I'm, I'm literally watching, yeah, watching fucking Coco Melon, you know, I really didn't get a chance to see. So I almost feel like, why not that like, I don't deserve to watch because I can watch whatever I want, but like, I, I won't know. Yeah. Oh, that movie looked great. I have, right. So I just, I Jerry, you did not, you did not see Coda. You did not see Coda. I did not see Coda. <laughs> I didn't see Belfast. Right. And not because those aren't good movies. I just have not. I saw nothing I mean, either. Right. I, I really don't. I haven't even seen Spider Man yet. Like, I've so long. It's, it's taken a, me, By the way, Toby's one of my best friends. I still haven't seen it so long. I, I'm going to watch it. You know it's what? taken me nine days to watch Batman on HBO Max. I do Jerry, 20 minute intervals. <laughs> Jerry, I sit down yesterday and I'm like, I know I'm going to like Batman. And then I see two hours and 57 minutes. And I was like, 
And even though I can sit down and watch, like I watch two hours uh, back-to-back episodes of ba- uh, Better Call Saul, there's something, like mm-hmm. I said about the James Andrew Miller book, there's something when it's in smaller chapters, you might just keep going and watch. Like I watched nine severances in a day and well, a half. Because like psychologically you have the option. Yeah, you know, it's just, a, Zula and I were joking, and Zula was like, why don't, we, why don't we watch Batman tonight? I said, you will be sleeping by the end of the <laughs> opening title sequence. You think we're going to sit take down? Week. Yeah, we're going to sit down. Yeah, let's watch a three-hour Batman at seven o'clock. got to be honest, movies just like you better be the best movie of all time to be three hours. It's just not necessary. Now, maybe it is amazing. Yeah, yeah, maybe and it made a billion dollars. Movies, so yeah. God bless him. But I know who Batman is. I know it's probably like, you know, oh, I mean, how, how did many he times, get started? How many times we got to see this guy's parents get killed? Where did he Jesus. find his cape? It's like they're all the same movies. And, and <laughs> kind of armors this guy using in this yeah, new Batman. Uh, yeah. I mean, but anyway, I will watch it at some point. But three hours, that's a that's a big commitment. So, all right, we're let's talk. Quick, we're going to take a quick break and we're coming back. Return of the King. Welcome back. Victory, the podcast. Very excited because Jerry Ferrara, who is, by the way, he turned down the Action Park Media. Well, he hadn't turned down. He didn't respond to the offer of like, you want to be on this uh, podcast as a regular? He, but he's, but Jerry is good at covering episodes. Jerry's, Jerry's got a better memory than, but Jerry's got a better memory than I do. And Jerry also why. was so ahead of the podcast trend. I mean, we did, when did Kevin and I did Jerry's podcast, Bad for Business, in my kitchen? I believe I was yeah. one of the first guests of Bad for Business, if I'm not mistaken. Connolly, you were the first in house. I did like the first guest. episode was like me trying to figure out like intro and stuff like that. Then I talked to my mother for a little <laughs> while and then it went like Connolly, Emmanuel, Doug. I think you were fourth or fifth or something. In the Connolly Ronda Rousey. Or was that a different one? Well, I think we did individual first. Right. I thought. I oh, look then we back, did. That's way. right. Doug, you're right, Doug. We did do it. We did do In a my group. Kitchen. We did do a group episode. Yeah. That's right. We're talking like six or seven years yeah, ago. Yeah. So Jerry was way ahead of the curve, and uh, we want to get you back podcasting because you're great at it. So Jerry, did you watch the episode? Uh-oh. Yes, I did. Oh. I watched it last night because right. Bree and I were about to go to sleep. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what tomorrow brings, and I know we have some time right now. And I gotta say, look. Good thing about Entourage, like 26 minutes clean, bro. Yes. It's not a, I'm not committing to like two hours Batman and 57 minutes. Better call Saul. Yeah. Right. I, we just it watched it here. You know what I realized? First thought, really quick before we fully yeah. dive in, this is like non separate. Watching like Dylan, who's amazing in the episode, and talk about it. And I am now the exact age. Kevin Dillon is in that episode. That's, that's crazy. Look, Doug, look at Doug. Is Doug Doug's mortality flashing before his eyes? It's crazy. What I mean by that is like, fuck, man. Yep. That Dylan looks good. He's like killing it on an acting level. I don't know if I could carry that the like an episode the way D- Dylan was fucking Dylan, magnificent. Dylan is great in the episode, but the whole episode is is really good. Everyone is great in the episode, and I mean that. It's like I'm watching it now, and Jerry, you know, because you haven't been on in a while, like. I watch it now like I have nothing to do with it and I'm just watching it and I'm like, this show, it looks so good. These four guys, I believe they're best friends and like it just feels like life to me. And For me, it's weird. I don't I don't see, like I don't know how it ends. Did you, <laughs> did you know what, at the start of that episode, we'll, we'll get there, but did you know how that episode was going to end? Do you remember that? Um, Storyline Not only did I not know how it was going to end, and I have a really good fucking memory. Like I remember right. shit. Like I could, I literally remember things we said, like while joking around. I remember something we did while at the track that we'll talk about in between takes. 
I didn't remember this was the same episode as the Yom Kippur episode. <laughs> I did not either. All the Piven Goldberg stuff. I, I did not know that was the same episode. Totally forgot. It slipped my mind. I totally forgot. So, so maybe like what we do is let, let's just talk about the Piven stuff separately for a minute. And then we'll get into like the friendship stuff and the, the absurdity of Dylan buying a horse, which I, I know where that came from. And I'm a little bit of a hack, but you know, taxi, they did that. The Reverend Jim on taxi, like saved a horse once upon a time. So first thing is Jerry, that Jeter, what was that? Yeah, I wish I had. Yeah, I wish, yeah what you was wish that? I had your hands on that one. That that's cheater. in my notes. That's in my notes. Literally, like the first thing I said. The, the jersey things alert. I have written down. First, I have like shout outs to General Daniel R. Adius, yes. our, our director, is in there. And then the Jeter jersey, which that was the I get was like the world champ, the world, the world championship team, like WBC. Uh, it, or something? World yeah, Baseball yeah. Classic. World Baseball Classic. Did you bring that to the table or did costumes give you that? No, that was that was a costumes fine. But when I <laughs> saw it, jersey. I'm like, do you guys know what you have? I don't think they really knew what it was. I'm like, no, no, this is fucking amazing. Do you still have that? And uh paired it with the with the yellow Yankee hat. And Kyle and I always have said, like, the in my personal life, I never loved wearing like Yankee hats that were not the traditional like yeah. navy blue. You, you don't mess with that. You don't mess with that. But we made it work. Scheme. Turtle made it work. Turtle Some, made it that work. was a fire well, outfit. I would it rock really that was. Today. I mean, uh, when, he, when you spun up, when colors. you spun around and and it said Jeter on the back of it, I was like, holy shit! I was like, man, that that would have been probably worth a bunch of money. But also speaking about like underrated our costumes department because I, I really was. I was just watching this and looking at the shot of you guys in the stands and I'm like, this just looks like a great looking movie. The colors everybody's wearing, the background, the energy. Well, it's a massive it's a massive shot and for what everybody's just so people listening, it's called Return of the King and there's the two storylines there's the Yom Kippur uh, storyline and then there's the guys at the track. Yeah. Right? We shot that at Del Mar and we actually, the whole crew actually traveled down to Del Mar, a little road trip for the for the cast and crew. Um, and we actually shot at the track. So those are real, yeah. some extras that were kind of surrounding us. But for the most part, we were living in the real world there. And the show was kind of popular at that point, too. Yeah. So it was a little little complicated to shoot that one. Yeah. But, man, that was awesome. Uh, well, I, I just want to talk about that, that Yom Kippur part first. Because right. obviously it's so personal to me. And it's interesting the way it was received, which was exceptionally well. And I have no idea whether you guys I didn't know the rules were that tight right so I had no idea I'm definitely not at 25 years I had no idea so and no let me, idea and let me kind of explain because what I'm showing in that show is so accurate to reform Jews and I grew up my family was not religious but my mother was very strict and believed in in teaching you culture and learning stuff. So I went to an Orthodox synagogue, which was legitimately torture. Yom Kippur. Like besi- five hours or something for the we're, day. We're talking like eight hours. Oh. And the not eating is real. And, and Jerry, Jerry probably can fast and like, uh, like it's easy for me. It is not easy. Right. And, and those things with like Shelly Berman, who's uh, uh, the older uh, gentleman at the thing. This is a famous world-class comedian who's on curb, who played Larry's father on curb, your enthusiasm. And those, meal that whole day is so true to my life growing up and life in Hollywood from people who try to be culturally for that, for that day. You try to play by the rules. It's like, right? it's honestly for reformed Jews to me, it's like the one day and, and Ari says it, it's the day where you atone for being an asshole for the rest of the year. And I know obviously Christianity 
we'd always say, oh, you know what? You can do whatever you want. And then you just get to go, ah, I'm really confess. sorry. And, 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 and it's all come back. So that's kind of what Yom Kippur is. But when you guys do have any recollection of getting this script and going, what the fuck are we doing? I, I, I don't. Gary, <laughs> do you have any memory of that? Uh you know what? I I I, I remember I, I do remember reading it and and thinking like in my head like wait a minute they, like he really can't bring a phone like he's not <laughs> right. going to have a phone like right. is that again 25 years old not very cultured by any stretch uh I don't think it's cultured. But, I mean right? by the end I remember it's like this if this like this is actually really great story like take an amazing deal that has to be done at a certain time and you put it up against a deadline on the the holiest of holidays, you yeah. know, like the holiday where you cannot break the rules. Yeah. It's the it's, classic, it's, really it's great. the classic writing things that everyone you want when you have a script, which is a ticking clock and it yeah. just gives you urgency to everything else. But also if you remember Bruno Kirby passed away, which yeah. the script was already written. Is that true? I think this is the yeah. episode. I'm I'm 99 because I think this is Adam Goldberg's first. Yeah, it's the appearance. first time we. Yeah, seen so 100. percent Oh, so that was supposed to be Bruno. Yeah, wow. we're talking like this script. We scrambled to rewrite wow. I did it. Not know that. And to cast it, and the guy. I mean, we got to get it's him great on the pot. He's he so came in good. Fucking fastball. That's yeah. how, that's he came in yeah, throwing yeah, yeah, heaters. Yeah, yeah. That's he. That's a complete game shutout by uh, by Goldberg. I mean, yeah. he's great. And I didn't realize that that you guys had to pivot like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's wild to look at it now and feel like it was always written for him, and he's so good and steals it, and uh, you know all of them. I mean, like you we know. also Jerry, did you know this? Doug pointed this out. Did you know that there was a cameo from Joyce Piven of the Piven Theater in Chicago? I did. I remember. I yeah, I remember that. I even said that. Jeremy's to, I pointed that out to Bree. When we were watching, she says, like, do you ever hear a vibrate or something like that from yeah. the phone? When the phone was we ringing, got her I'm line? Like, that's yeah. Piven's mom. By the way, Brie also, like, was kind of, like, watching, and she's looking at her phone and, like, heard me speak, and she's like, that's, that doesn't even sound like your voice anymore. <laughs> I'm like, well, that, that, like, I'm like, Brie, like, come on. You remember. It's like, no, nah, I guess I just, I don't. Like, Brie, you were on the show. You met me when I had that voice. It's so interesting, though, Jerry. I, I, I think about this all the time when I watch the first three or four seasons. Did you do anything conscious to, I know you got your body in shape, obviously, but did you do anything conscious to lose your New York accents? Nothing conscious. I just think that you live in LA. I mean, I lived in LA 18 years, you know, I think being away and I really, I went back to New York a lot, but I never spent extended amounts of time in New York till I moved back in 2018. So I just think being around you know, Bree has like perfect non-regional diction, you know, like, yeah. I think just like hearing all that for a lot of years, it's slowly faded away. Like some people think I still have like a, a thick New York accent. Other people are like, where the fuck did your, yeah. did yeah. your accent go? It's weird. It does come out, man. When it comes out, it's weird. Like the other day had some drink, had some bevies, had some drinks. I was in a heated debate <laughs> oh, about cocktails. Jordans with a friend. And I said, fucking sneakers. And I haven't <laughs> said like, like the Z part of sneakers, <laughs> sneakers. in 15 years yeah. and it popped out. I went, Whoa, what when, was that? whenever I get angry, the New York accent comes out and Connolly, I don't know if you, you saw it, Jerry, but I posted it. Someone found someone sent me stand up comedy from me in 1991. And my accent is so bad. Long Island. I'm so embarrassed. Like I still well, think Long Island is, and I can, we can say this because we're from yeah. Long Island. Long Island's the worst, the worst, the, the but worst like, of the worst. Like Jerry's Brooklyn accent to me is still cool. Like it doesn't sound the Long like, Island accent is lazy, oh, it's hard. It's and, I, and I had it bad, but I, I think Jerry, you should tell people that you never had that accent. And you, yeah, I was never that guy. I put on all this weight to play turtle. Uh, <laughs> I'm you know, from Ohio, bro. Yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Ohio. I just, I, I 
studied the Brooklyn accent for for years before researching that part. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great story. So you know, when we when the show opens up at the track, right? Uh, again, I, I'm like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what happens in this episode. I know that Dylan, I know that Dylan has, I know Dylan buys a horse. That was the only yes. thing I remembered about the episode. Did you remember Vince wearing a Cartier love bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, it, it did come back to me. Uh, when, so once ridiculous. Said, like, I, yeah, it, it did come back. And then I do remember that was, I don't even know. If, are those things still around? Yes. I don't even know. Yes. They are. Well, and, of course and that's, it's kind of a statement, right? The Cartier Love Bracelet is a statement. Yeah. You almost like if you, it's almost embarrassing if you have, if you live in Beverly Hills. Well, you, you can't almost, get it off, right? Well, it's like screwed up. I think they yeah, actually. you need a screwdriver. You need a tool. Two two things about that, which is pretty funny. Chris Henchy, who's, who's Brooke Shields' husband and worked on Entourage, and Brian Burns, who's actually credited with, the, with this episode, even though obviously I, I, I might have had a hand in the Yom Kippur story, but um, th- we were playing basketball and Chris could not take it off. And he blocked something from Brian Burns and just scraped him with this Cartier love braces and drew blood. And it's not something you want to wear. And I think they've actually, I could be wrong that they stopped with the screw thing, but yes, it, you need a screwdriver to get this you thing off. Hear, the ones you from- want to hear something crazy. Jerry, Jerry and I used to live in, um, I guess Jerry, we're our apartment building sort of back to back. Pretty right? much. You lived yeah. on Alta Loma. Yes. I lived at that apartment in La Cienega and there's a door guy. And uh, I, I had a, gotten the girl that I was dating at the time, a love bracelet. <laughs> and uh, we got into a, a blowout fight and I was hammered. And I left the screwdriver, uh, the screwdriver at the front desk in an envelope. <laughs> and in the morning I woke up and like, we made up. I don't even know. We didn't even know what we were fighting about. When she came over, the door guy said, Hey, I have something for you. <laughs> Handed her the envelope. She walked in with the screwdriver. Like, Oh really? I was like, I, I might've left that there last night. But, God, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Take your fuck. She walks in with the tool. She was like, you were that mad. I was like, well, yeah, last night I was definitely pissed. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, But Vince in a, in a love bracelet. And also like, I could say this. I love you. He's got like skinny wrists. I don't know. (laughs) It just looked big on him. Didn't it? It looked like a big, it looked like he didn't need the screwdriver to get it off. It was like hanging around his, it was like a, like an an elbow. It was like hanging around his elbow. This thing was so, Adrian was locked in too. Cause I really felt like, Cause it really was like a different kind of beat for Vince to really, I mean, we saw the stuff with like the Mandy Moore stuff, but that was more like an obsessive yeah, thing. Yeah. Right. I love this girl. Right. I'm so, he was like, I think you, you kind of, you have a line in there, something like you giggling like a school girl. Like he, right. he literally, he was giddy for it fully. He was giggling. He looked smitten and, and, and he had bedroom eyes. And, and by the way, Carla, happy. I'm yeah. serious. Carla comes on the screen. Who's a good friend. And, and I do, you get a crush on her. She's so awesome. She's so beautiful. She's so smart. And then, right. and I think Adrian did have a, like a real crush on Adrian. Her, right? Adrian's great in this episode. The other thing too, that you see rarely from Vince, he's pissed off. He got pissed off at the end. Which is a which is something you don't see a lot from Vince. So we'll, 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 right, we're going to get to that part. Of yeah, the we'll episode. get there because I have a hot take on the ending too. I have a hot take. Uh, me too. I, by the way, I was stunned by the ending. I still don't. don't I'm confused and don't understand what happened. But we're going to get there. By the way, um, I walked in. I walked out of watching it just now to do the Ramble On podcast, Jerry. Which uh, tell your supporters to follow. I swear to you. I have no idea what I walked out when drama gave uh, Eddie Burns the horse. I have no Doug, idea. What Doug the has is. no idea how the show ends. Zero, which is crazy, which but, is so embarrassing. Right, I, it was just a long. It was a long time. I'm old, but bro. a couple, co- old. a couple things. So, um, that we learn in this episode. So Dylan had a horse from an earlier career move, and he sold the horse and bought the Lincoln. That's mm-hmm. a good piece of entourage trivia. I did not know that. Yeah. 
the Genesis story of the links, the origin story origin of the Lincoln. Story of the it, now, I always hope the, that it is the origin story because a lot of times I did one and then I'm like, ah, fuck it, we'll change it right, now. That could so, be something else. Right. So if any of you uh, real hardcore fans know if we ever mentioned how that Lincoln came up. And, but and we, it, we t- it wasn't in passing. It was yeah, pretty... Yeah. It was, it's a big story. At that moment, you made the choice. Yes. That choice was made that that's where he got the money for the Lincoln. And also for whoever didn't hear it, the Lincoln, I did not choose that Lincoln. The guy, Maurice, I believe is his name. I don't remember who did the opening titles. He came up with that Lincoln. Then when I saw it, I said, oh my God, this is Johnny Drama's car. But I did not come up with that at first. So I don't know if there was any uh, illusions. I got a Lincoln story real quick. One of Dom's good buddies in Westchester texts me a week ago. And he sends me a picture and he's like, I need you to confirm something for me, bro. Is this the Lincoln from the show? And it's a Lincoln. It's a continental suicide, but it's in like a junkyard smash. God, this guy's I hope trying that's to tell it. me it's the Lincoln. He's asking like 60 grand for him. I'm like, buddy, I promise you that is not only is that not the Lincoln, $60,000 is not the price. And just check the glove box. Bro. I was going to say, signed it. That's it is it. verified. That's and it. that is it. But I mean, I'll send you guys the pictures after the show. Like, well, like, bro. well, the the original Lincoln is 100% in great condition. And the same guy still yeah. has it, who I think wants Dylan said he wanted a million bucks for it, which I have no idea. Yo, which Jerry, Jerry, will, Jerry, will appreciate this. So you, you ever see the show Pawn Stars? Yep. Okay. So they wanted Dylan to come on as like a guest guy because somebody wanted to buy the Lincoln. They wanted, they were going to do something with the Lincoln. They were going to sell the Lincoln. And the guy from Pawn Stars was like, the dude wanted so much money that the guy said, look, man, we're not even in the ballpark. Like, I'm not paying a million dollars. I love the car. I love the show. I'm not paying a million dollars for this car. We're not even close. So they had to squash the whole thing. Now, but do you remember, Jerry, we signed the, the glove box on that last day of shooting? I remember it like it was yesterday. That, Did that Piven last sign day of Did shooting sign sticks it? out. Did Piven sign what? it is the question. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, man. I, I know, know he wasn't thrilled I, about you it. Know, in the we were we uh, the last shot ever we, you know we come round and we'll right. get to that episode like five years from now probably <laughs> on the pod but we're you know we're in the Lincoln and we round that course so I think that like right after the last shot we were all the four of us were sitting there and I right. think the guy caught the perfect moment right we were there before it kind of got but you know you, emotional I mean, and, but I think would, he went through Dylan I think he I think probably. Dylan was like hey guys wouldn't you guys want to sign I don't yeah I, I wasn't a problem for me but if, oh, if, yeah, I'm, I if I'm not mistaken I don't I don't know if Jeremy I don't know if Jeremy signed it Jeremy might have said no I don't, I don't know. know maybe yeah, he I did which, and if he did I apologize Jeremy but um <laughs> so so Dylan has got the horse and it's the it's the offshoot it's the offspring <laughs> of, of Kingmaker yeah. and Everybody bets Which on the Which is so horse. weird, Jerry. You know, we we went to uh, Santa Anita last week, me, Dylan, and Connolly. We wish you were there. But Dylan, I mean, he's yelling king at the thing, and I'm laughing my ass off. I don't know what the crowd's thinking of this lunatic right. who's screaming this in the middle of the thing. Like, what is this and he's going, doing? look at the glutes on that guy. Well, and like, is, that the, is that where that line comes yeah. from? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. Look at those well, glutes. Well, it came from originally from Arnold in the pilot. Like, oh, that's doesn't, doesn't he say like he has great yes. glutes or something like that's, that? Right. So, but but Dylan was playing up to it in, at, at, Santa at Santa Anita, yeah. and I can't tell whether people were scared of him or thought he was funny. Jerry, what do you remember about Del Mar shooting at the actual racetrack? Well, I want to point out, too, to the listeners, if you have not been to Del Mar, uh, one of the nicest racetracks oh, yeah. in a sense, because it's like on the water, like the ocean, like you're not, you know, literally the beach is like a mile, pat, like it's it's on the water in like a cool part of town. So it's, it's just like a really cool place to go to the track. 
And we were there at the real people's. I do remember, you know, 7 38, 8 a.m. being there. You really see the dedicated uh people. There's other words maybe to say that they are they're in there. Like right. first race on the dedicated there, um, is one way of saying it. Degenerate horse racing gambler would be another. The right? other thing I remember, and it's so weird watching it back now, is like a old ass, like 42-year-old with kids, and like like I'm no but I say we're like drinking tequila at fucking right. nine o'clock in the, in the morning. And I remember being there, like, oh, this is great business for a scene. We're doing like shots like Right. Now oh, we're so really looking you, like wow. Were you? Were, no, no, we weren't really drinking real tequila. I no, bet you no, Connolly no. was. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. No, no, no. no. It was no. so early. Like we just finished eating probably fucking scrambled eggs yeah. a half hour before. But I just remember I'm looking at it now as a 42 year old. We're like, God, who does that? And well, there's a lot of people who do that. Well, we Jerry. would do we would do business, right? So it's four of us sitting at the table, right? It's like, all right, what are we going to be doing here? All right, we'll be doing shots, right? All right, Jerry, I just got to interject. So uh, I went to Santa Anita Racetrack with a 48 year old. Kevin Connolly, we got there at about 11.30 in That's the morning. That's not true. We what? got there at like 2.30. So no. you're already exaggerating timelines to fit your narrative. No, 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 no. All right. No. Let's, say well, it was, let's say it was 2.30, but Connolly was supposed to come down and give the trophy out with me and Dylan, and he vanished. And by the time I... I had an exact a box while these guys were dicking around in the paddocks. By the time we came back, Jerry, shit. so let's say it was 3 o'clock, which is fine. I'm I was like, with Billy Marty, Jerry. <laughs> Connolly was not only... Drinking his tequila. He was the happiest guy in the world. He won like 40 bucks on a horse. How much? How much? 350 bucks on an exact box. Not bad. Wow. You didn't even buy lunch. Not bad for a race. It was free. Lunch was free. (laughs) But he was so happy and drinking at the thing. And then Conley, he's one of those guys after two drinks, he's like, we should do this every weekend. This is the best thing (laughs) ever. This is such, it's this easy money. (laughs) buy a box here. (laughs) But, but Jerry, if you remember, and, and, and it's funny, right? The less you know, but do you remember what we did? We won. Oh a bunch. yeah. So that's were the you guys most, betting. We we were. Oh yeah. I mean, we were there yeah. shooting for live races, right? And I think we, we were betting the entire time. We hit something crazy though, didn't we? We won like thousands we, I, of dollars. We, we lost a few races, and then you know, but and obviously we're like grazing through, just looking for names right. at this point, right. and like we were just Trying throwing, to pick you know, up tips where we big, can. right? But then we start like pulling our action together. We're going to bet oh, on that. So one of these races, I swear to God, this is exactly how I remember the conversation. Okay. Me, Dylan, I don't know if Adrian was betting with us. Maybe he was. We're, but the three of us are definitely looking at the, the racing form. And of all the horses, you know, it says like where they're from. There was one horse that was from Ireland. So this is, <laughs> and it, he was a 66 to one. And we're like, all right, let's put whatever we put. It was not a lot of money, but it was enough. And but we like boxed it with something hit. and then we hit and it was like a few thousand Wait, bucks. wait, wait. You guys bet a 66 to one? Yes. And, and won? And we won and we boxed it, it with something. Won. And How do I, I not remember that? Yes. That I is- mean, we were literally jumping. By the way, we were literally jumping up and down. It was like, it was, it was an off the, it was, it, it was, was a good that's payout. Awesome. That's awesome. That's it was awesome. awesome. My second time I won big money while being on the set of Entourage. First was in Vegas when we did the Vegas episode. I didn't do it. How would you you do in Vegas? Jerry and Dylan went on a run between Uh, takes. The Vegas episode between takes and then at night, I fucking won like 30 grand in Vegas that weekend. All right. I'm, I'm going senile. Jerry, There's no way I don't know this Dylan, story. I swear Jerry, to God. I, I think Jerry I, I didn't could not fly lose. home with the money. I rented a car and drove it home. <laughs> Dylan and Jerry could not lose a hand. It was crazy. And Jerry, you won another uh, 20 bucks from Kobe Bryant. What'd you win from Kobe Bryant? <laughs> no, it was 200. 100 bucks? That was my, you know what? Now that I think about it, we really do. We even like had some, we, we hosted some event. It was like the opening of a hotel or sushi samba or something. And we were getting paid to be there, right? To host right. this thing. And we start playing craps, we were, right? We were rolling for And like I give Adrian minutes. credit here. 
you and I think it was you and Adrian Connolly got hot on the craps table. Now I feel like the owner of the restaurant, the president, or the casino, the president of the hotel like, would like to meet you guys. And we said the president of the hotel is going to have to wait until <laughs> we're we are done rolling. Heater. We're not getting up. <laughs> we sat at the table yep. while whoever it was that was paying us to be there was waiting on us, and we sat for like another hour and a oh, half. Yeah, Connolly. It was a while. Well, yeah, like we had the dice Adrian, for a Adrian time. and I went on back to back big, big rolls, like, like 35, 40, minute, 40 rolls. minute each of just winning, winning, winning. And they wanted, they, by the way, they sent in the cooler. They were trying to pull us out of there. It was <laughs> bullshit. They did. They did. They did. They wanted us off that table. Jerry, uh, do you know when we were in Vegas? I, I did. I did pull the. Uh, the Pesci and Casino, remember? Remember, I kept you and Dylan kept winning. I kept busting, and they bring in. I'm like, look at this fucking donkey, <laughs> fucking donkey. They bring over here to bust us out of this fucking table. You, when, Dylan when Dylan is uncomfortable, when Dylan is uncomfortable, you know it's bad. Well, by the way, th- these are two things that you're saying. We talk about like, oh, actors shouldn't drink on set because you never know what's going to happen. Actors shouldn't date Gamble another actor. Gamble on set. So, <laughs> and and not to throw him. This was a story from last night, but uh, I spoke to uh, Charlie Sheen last night, and you know. Did you watch the uh, the magic doc? Jerry? I haven't seen it yet. Oh no, not yet. No, I'm oh st- no, I haven't is seen it. Good? Yet. It just it's came great. out. Right? I'm, not, I'm not talking about winning time. I'm talking about the Apple doc. It's, yeah, it's only three me, episodes. My name is Magic, or whatever yeah. they call me Magic. So I mean, when when Magic, you're younger. Okay, Magic was my idol. Jerry on, knows Magic. I know he knows Magic on a level. I I lived with Brian Chair, who actually was on 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 Entourage for a minute, and my old roommate. When Magic announced he had HIV, I'm not exaggerating. I sat there with a, with a grown man. We were 22 and cried like big, big we literally cried though because this was like my childhood idol, and of course you thought he died. And this is the, you know. It's not a great story, but I told Charlie this is going to go on ramble on. But Charlie was such a degenerate gambler. I told him this last night, and he goes, "You know what I did?" I go, "What?" He goes, "I called my bookie to see how it moved the line on the game that night." Okay, <laughs> and his bookie was like, uh, "It's off the board. The game's yeah, canceled." We're not, be, we're not taking action on this uh, game tonight. <laughs> so, so, but my point is, is like your actors are gambling on set. That could be a problem. But it sounds like we Jerry's, were gambling between takes. Uh, it's when unbelievable. They were reloading the camera, we would all explode into different into different sections. But at the track, we were all betting together. I believe. Yeah, that was a real numbers. long shot. I remember, yeah. like guys, like we're donating money right now. It's a sixty six to one, and that motherfucker won. Jerry, a seventy to one came in at Santa Anita when we were there, and we were so pissed we didn't put money on it. But was, anyway, if we can't afford you for Ramble on, maybe we just <laughs> set some shit in Vegas, and you'll just win some salad. The other thing I learned, I I know it's a famous line. I know the story, but I didn't know that this was. Nicholson melt, melt, melting down at Wingfoot. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a half a second. But Brian Burns, that's his line. Okay. Right. And uh, great line. And it was about um, one of the famous meltdowns. Was it the U.S. Open? I believe it was. It was the U.S. Open. He had, I want to say it's either one or a two stroke lead, 18th hole. Easily could have like laid up with a three wood. Like he could have made a bogey and won the U.S. Open easily. And instead, he took out the driver and hit like the most aggressive shot. You could try to hit on 18 and he didn't complete the shot and he made like a double and lost the U.S. But it was a bad hole, right? He, 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 was that really melting down? I, I thought he like blew a big lead leading yeah, up yeah. to it. I don't know. No, no, he, he had a very comfortable, like literally kind of like, All he had to do like, was play it smart. It's like say like, yeah, I'm not a good golfer, right? I'm like, if someone say, Jerry, if you make a nine here, you win the U.S. Open. Like, I feel like I could <laughs> right. literally just fucking advance the ball right. and get very close to making a nine. Right. So anyway, we say that line, which is funny and great and good job, Burns. And then like, it's literally the the week it's airing. Dylan's like, hey, I ran into Mickelson and uh, he loves the show. He wants to be on it. I said, 
he might not want to be before the show aired. You before knew it was it coming. I, I said, was with Dylan when he ran into Mickles. I was there when they ran it in, when they ran into each other. And we waited about six months till the, I think the next season. I, I, hopefully I'm, I'm right. And uh, I said, Dylan, you want to, you want to call it? Cause I never got like, how would I get feedback? I, I never got a call from Phil Mickelson, but he goes, uh, yeah, yeah. He, Dylan calls Mickelson. He's in. I'm like, oh, you must not really watch the show. We're on the golf course when Phil Mickelson shows up and they're like, Phil, this is Doug. And he goes, he's melting down like Mickelson <laughs> at Wingfoot. He goes, I'm watching my favorite show with my wife, minding my own business. And this is the line that comes on. And I was a sellout. I said, Brian Burns wrote the line. Right. <laughs> hey, had he, had he won? Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd By won, that point, but... he'd won. Had, had he, did he, was that monkey off of his back at that point? I don't. I, I don't know if he's won. Uh, he he's won like a master. He won a master's master. really young. Oh, okay. But we so can talk about. Know, th- so he had a major. But, but by the way, not major the monkey never goes off your back. And if you guys have not watched the Greg Norman thirty for thirty, watch it immediately. It is. I've seen that one. Awesome. That's a rough one. And it is yeah. like this guy is this great looking cool guy who's made hundreds of millions of dollars and this still haunts him and it's, it's what he like met like he just melted he's down famous for three round lead meltdowns and you know he's such a cool guy and and he said he goes i i can't i can't explain it something happens the pressure the this and the that and he was very honest about it and they took him back to the masters and nick faldo who won it in that thing went with him and goes why would you want to go back there and relive that bad movie? Here? But it's it's really it's it's pretty fascinating. So anyway, you guys gambled and luckily you won and we moved on. All so. right. So we got and then so for those of you who haven't seen the episode, you should obviously should watch it. But um Dylan Dylan uh the, the horse is injured and Dylan um feels responsible and Dylan purchases the horse. Now, Doug, I'm just gonna ask you that because I don't know. No, I, and we've talked about it's it. over it's the like, top. Like maybe Jerry, since we're on episode th- three, season three B, episode five, there's been probably like four moments where we've collectively gone like, yeah. I, I think you've almost been harder than me, yeah. right? Like I don't know. Yeah. Did, did, I'll did, tell you it, what. Did something go like you're going down the storyline with Dylan and the horse, and then you're like, how are we going to wrap this up? Because I did think the Eddie Burns thing with the horse was a little out there. I, I don't know. It just See, felt off it, it, to me. It's. I stole it from Taxi, 100%. Right. Um, which is a sitcom. When I watched it now, what I love about it is I, it gives Dylan a lot of heart. Right. But it's ridiculous. And also... What, that he brought the horse to Eddie Burns? That he bought it at all. That he brought it home. And that the horse made its way to Norm's on Las <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, well, <laughs> through. the whole thing is really broad, but, You're you like, know... Drama, he weighs 3,000 pounds. He set the sensor <laughs> off. Yeah, d- drama's like, it never opens for me when I'm walking out of it. <laughs> you know? like, but I, I think it's very broad. What what makes it work for me is, like, Eddie Burns is hilarious when he goes, yeah, you fucking mind. You yeah, know? I mean, he grounded it as well as possible, I but guess. It's but it's a really... In such an amazing episode, it's it's it stands out as a little off tone. It does for sure. But from a know? writing standpoint, did you do you find that like, all right, we got this great storyline, we just got to wrap it up. How do we wrap this up? Because obviously, we're not gonna have a horse in the next episode. Right? You know what? I I can't really remember. What I remember is I'm in Vegas with Rob Weiss, and we are dying over this episode. And it was already the Yom Kippur episode, and I'd written a lot of the Yom Kippur stuff, and nothing's there. And Brian Burns called me. I have no idea what he said. Something about horse racing, and I go. That's it. And I said, just go. 
So then Brian started doing the rest the of the right, episode. Right. And uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm right, not right. accusing Brian Burns of, of the, the broad stuff, but that's how it came together. It was a really. So you were focused on the Yom Kippur stuff. Yeah. And, and it was, the racetrack. but I don't even mean that to dismiss that. It was a really, we struggled for that episode. And I do remember us thinking it was really funny at the time that drama buys a horse, but now looking, that's what happens. Sometimes you get insulated in something. And again, people may like it because I got a lot of things. It just, I think it would have been better if he bought the horse. The, the realistic thing, because I would do this, if he bought the Send horse. Send him out to stud. Put him out at a stable or and, and go, this is costing me a fortune. So driving him over to be- Eddie Burns' house and handing him <laughs> off to him is so <laughs> stupid. It's, you know, so anyway. Right, um, but that happens. But that honestly, that's probably the third time where we've gone. The others? Uh, there was just a couple where you go, I, you and Dylan were actually a little harder than I was on yeah. the, like sort of the ending of, of some of the, some of the episodes. I don't, nothing. I'm, what, yeah, there was just, one in particular that you guys, we watched it and Doug, Doug and Dylan both said, we didn't like that episode. Yeah. Basically. I, I think, you know what, like when you watch some of your favorite shows and uh, sometimes you're just watching something in a tone, you just go, what the fuck was that? Right. And I think the horse the, at norms was over the top. Yeah. Yes. In the process of, of uh, being so insulated and trying to get so much done sometimes you you lose the i mean it wasn't you know, you know it didn't it's not like it ruined the episode for no. me it just felt there was so it was so good it's and, weird though i actually sometimes think about it it actually really makes me laugh eddie burns going are you out of your fucking mind sometimes i think about that moment but when you look at the the whole thing of like you took a horse home and brought it to the man it's so stupid that right like, and then he pees in the driveway i don't know it was, it was, it got, dylan sells it when dylan says dylan sells it you're right i can't bro I love him. <laughs> I don't know if I could have pulled that line off. Like right. you're saying you love a horse that like you're, you, you don't even literally know. met that day. <laughs> right. You met that and you're day. literally saying, I, I love him. And it's a hundred percent. You believe that Dylan drama has some insane connection. I, I will tell you to this. The source. And also flush with the, the, the line that saves even like the beginning of the, uh, the storyline is like, I'm flush with network funds, bro. How many actors funds. have been flush with network funds and bought some dumb shit? Right. Yeah. We could start the list that, anywhere. That hundred percent happens. I just adopted a dog at the shelter and Sarah will tell you, we go to West side, German shepherd shelter. I walk there. I'm not exaggerating. There are 50 German shepherds that needs homes all on a walk with all these people helping out. And I see this one dog and I walk up to it and it jumps up to my chest. I swear to God, I know I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm not like stupid, but I right. know I literally tears start going to my eyes. And Sarah's like, boo, you cried when you met boo. I'm not kidding. And Sarah's like looking at me. Cause I don't think she's ever seen me get emotional. Really. Right. You she's don't like, have much emotion. Yeah. In and she's all. looking at me and, and, and of course I'm like, I'm like, what do you, what? She's you, like, are you crying? I go, I have allergies. Yes. What's wrong? She goes, you, you're not allergic to anything. And I'm like, all these German shepherds have got my eyes watered. <laughs> they did. But the one that I took home and I do have a connection with her. So sometimes you, you can connect with an animal before, you know, you really get to know him, Jerry. I mean, I, I don't think you need to. And we're, and, and uh, story-wise we're, we're deep into this Medellin thing at this point. Right. I love, so I don't much. know what's going to happen. I'm, but, I honestly don't know what, but I love happen. so much that Nikki Rubenstein in the temple's like, can no one, fucking pronounce it and again it's Ari says right. it wrong like right. nobody can say it and now Jerry 15 years later Kevin Zulai is from Columbia yeah. she is from and Connelly Medellin. yeah I was about to say Connelly tries it, to it, say it now it's so uncomfortable and well, that's how you pronounce it you I know, say but, it wrong it's not Medellin it's Medellin I know but uh, for real you, like, know where, you know where I'm going for Christmas 
Medellin. But if if you walked into Colombia and try to say that, are you are you getting uh, gunned down? Are they, no, they going to no. think that's the right way for an American that's to come in and try right to say it? That's the right way to say it. Yeah, but what do you mean? It's not a good accent. You're saying it's so. like there's it's, it's got a patronizing vibe to it if I say Medellin? I want to know from the Colombians rather than me if saying I it. If I don't say... If I say anything but Medellin, I'll get corrected. So, oh, so when you say that, they all look at you like bravo. I, I don't say bravo. I mean, they're like, <laughs> hey, you got one Spanish word, right? You know how to say one right. Medellin. Medi- yeah, just Medi- but you don't. You know, I think said it on the show. I think Billy. I think Reese Billy Walsh calls it not, Medellin. Medellin. Not, not shocked, of course. Reese what I've been right. through with Medellin, I think that's like <laughs> his line. Actually, I think he says that. I and, feel uh, like I'm trying to culturally appropriate something when I try to put on some accent and go Medellin. Right. I don't know. I'm I trying to like sound that. like well, I could say that because my baby is half Medellin. I don't know if that allows. I always you thought to it was weird that there's the Ellen in the word. Do you yeah. ever notice that? Of course, I know that. You're kidding. That's why we made that movie. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> by the way, where Medellin came from, and Melissa Ellen is is my ex-wife. Her name is. Melissa Dana Ellen. So M-E-D is actually her initials and Ellen. And we were in Hawaii when I was reading the book, Killing Pablo. And the reason I named it Medellin was because of Melissa Dana Ellen Ellen. So, you know, I, I, I had a great Medellin shirt. And in like one of my meathead phases, <laughs> I cut the sleeves off. I'm so pissed. Oh, because, you know, like some shirts just when, once they settle in. They're just the best shirts ever. This is the best shirt ever. And it has no sleeves. I can't wear it. I'm uh, so devastated. Just the fact that you actually years. by yourself, like in Can't Buy Me Love, where she rips <laughs> off the sleeves from you actually took the time. Did you measure to make I mean, it? I, was, even, I just or? had I mean, I was my sleeves jacked. on the show. I cut Jerry's sleeves. We'll did, get to that episode. Did you hear what he said though, Jerry? He's like, I was so jacked. I was up. jacked at the time. I'll show you a picture of it. We don't need to get into that. But Jerry, I did. Jerry, I remember we, we talked about this and we'll get there. In so you guys, years. I mean, this is so meathead long island. You guys sat together and cut no, no, sleeves. No. So, and and Jerry by season seven, Jerry was deep into his journey. Yeah, okay, yeah. I I could see that he was further along than he thought. Right. So we're doing the. Is that the it might even be the opening of the episode where Jerry's playing <laughs> yeah, I'm the, running on like the Nintendo no, it's Wii. It's Wii Fit. Doing, it's like doing the, the Wii Fit. Jerry's doing like the Wii Fit. Yeah. So I literally. Like I'm like, yo, Jerry, we gotta we gotta cut the sleeves off, and he's like, oh man, I I, I don't know, and I'm like, dude, trust me. So I I talk him into, I literally pull him into the bathroom, and we cut his sleeves off of his shirt, right? right? And then I'm like, and then we then we got the top light, we 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 we, we top light him. Well, you're directing the episode, right? It's yeah, like yeah, like, of like course, right. It's it's just right. directing the episode. I should mention that, yeah. And then I and then I'm and then I got the oil. Jerry's like, dude, don't put don't make me put baby oil. I'm like, Jerry, trust me. And then the final thing was, I go, Jerry, tuck the shirt in. He's like, I'm not ready for the tuck. I said, no, bro. No, no. Can't tuck the shirt. No, I, I no, go, you're ready. ready. You're ready. I said, Jerry, I, pr- I promise you, you are ready for the tuck. Jerry went in for the tuck. And then Jerry, you know, you kicked it into another gear after that because you had lost the weight and you were starting to put on some muscle, but that was it from that point on. Like, cause that was the end of season seven by season eight. You were, you were, you were a Jerry, I want to, I want to ask you about that just on a side note. Cause I think everybody is fascinated by it and, and I'm still amazed and you still look amazing. I got a climber yesterday. You know what that is? Uh, um, it's oh, called, yeah, that's... The, actually the climber. I got it yesterday. Um, and I'm like, I do think about you all the time. We went to the gym once together. You like gave me through a workout. Jerry's doing, I'm not exaggerating. He's doing sprints backwards on a fucking treadmill. Do you guys want to hear something <laughs> terrible? I saw Adrian Peterson do that. The zoom is going to cut out. 
Because <laughs> we don't have the professional account? No, we don't. We have a professional account, but it's a 60-minute limit on no, the No, the professional so. account has no limit. Is right? that so, true? Yes, 100%. So that's it costs true. like you $39 a month. professional account. You so, could be on there for 15 hours. But, uh, I, I, I need to keep, we need to keep going and wrap this up before Jerry goes. But I just want to say, I'm getting a little promo here. Connolly, Jerry, I, we got Jerry, and Connolly just said that Action Park I, Media. Scotty just, Scotty just sent me Does panic. not have the professional Zoom. So, Jerry, we may lose you at we any got, time. We got, you, we got two minutes. We have to wrap this episode. Jerry, we have two-parter. Yeah, no, we, Jerry, got, we got two, po- two Give points. us something that you're on victory. Hey, so we know. quick, quick. I, well, last thing I want to say. Vince, Amanda fires Vince at the end of this episode. Yes? I didn't see it. Jerry, right? Is that how you took it? Uh, Jerry fell asleep. I think it was like a mutual thing, but that was like my hot take if we're going to jump forward. My hot take now in hindsight, Amanda did nothing wrong and handled the situation completely correct. Right. I don't think she was blurring the lines of relationship. That's how it reads now. And I haven't seen the other episodes oh, 100%, in a long time. hundred percent. So, and the way it was written is that, that Adrian is... But she fires him at the end of the it's episode. It's more about Ari. I, I, I read it watching this as like, they you seize the opportunity to to fire her or at least split ways so you can get back with Ari was real it wasn't that she really did something egregious with the handling of Medellin. No, I think Vince did something egregious by, it's by wearing that love bracelet. <laughs> that Cartier love it's bracelet basically started. written as something that is a relationship and you're in the new relationship you and you seconds. keep going back and <laughs> Jerry, give us something. You're on victory. Give us something. So we got have 40 I mean, seconds. I mean, I was on victory. The podcast, apparently our I time on this. zoom is ending. Connelly does not, not pay the bills. By the way, I did zoom. not, I did not know that that was a thing. I, I, I only I, gave I, me a shot clock. It's 39. 39 on, bucks. On I don't like that Jerry's going to turn off on any second, but gonna, we're, we're going to keep going till he does. But right. Gonna, but that's it. So the episode ends and I have no idea what happens next episode. I don't know. I guess it, it's if we're getting close. back with Ari. I think it's a pretty like smash cut to like the reunion. Right. right? I'm guessing. I have no I idea. Like but didn't didn't no Jerry idea. have notes for this episode? Did he get to him, Jerry? I feel like I, mean, I, I had such. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, it's hard. I, I, I just wrote some first. stuff. I wrote some stuff down. But yeah, I don't think throw we, anything I mean, out, Jerry. Throw it out. Yeah. Throw it. You got about four. Seconds. Well, I did want to say the, the overwhelming thing, too, that I, I missed and I haven't I haven't watched these episodes in a very long time that still holds up is is like you you want to be at the track with yeah. those you guys. just do yeah yeah like you say what you and you know it's been so long since i've seen even brie were watching the episode she's like god that seems like fun she made her want to go to the track yeah. right and it just like I, I i remember and i got that feeling back of like that was some of that secret sauce for everything where yeah. it was just you know, you, you wanted to do that. You wanted to be with your boys or your girls or whatever at the track at nine o'clock in the morning on, on Yom Kippur with no traffic. On, on Yom Kippur, like big, scre- big production value, big and, production value, hanging out right in the middle of the day. And, and I, I really felt it too watching it. I was just like, that's why I said you guys feel like real friends and everyone's amazing. Everyone is freaking amazing. It, it's like, you know, when you get away from it and get to watch everybody like they're not people, you know, I, you guys really all are so in these characters. It's awesome. So I'm uh, not going to lie. I'm really embarrassed about this Zoom thing. Uh, uh, you should be. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. This is embarrassing. I did not know this. So I we may lose this. Jerry any second. I'm not well, sure. let's wrap it up anyway. We are, so, we are at the hour mark. Anyway, yeah. Jerry, obviously, you know, we love seeing you. Um, we love having you on here. Jerry's You're, good at covering the episodes too. Jerry's. We got to get Jerry on for Welcome to the Jungle. That's I, what we got to. I think back. Jerry should be a regular, but anyway, you guys can work out deal points to that, so we can. Uh, talk about you your know, deal. But I've, 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 I drive such hard bargains. <laughs> these days well, Jerry, too, I've, I've said really I've just... said a hundred times. I said to Connolly, I'm like. Whatever we make, split it up four ways. Who gives a shit? It would be great to have you. The live shows, 
Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, split nothing. Show. Just get me out to L.A. every get now and then. I'm happy. Jer- play a little go- Jerry's like, you're not the pay me. Just get me a private jet out there. Jerry, Jerry beat up on Dylan and I Mountain Gate on my own course. I'm not going to lie. Jerry's well, we game's should, good. We should get Jerry on, on a live show. Back Jeff to the blew Paramount. Me there. Give me a spare a spare room in someone's house. Jet blew me there for a, every now and then in Jet the winter. Mint. I'll bang out five episodes and I'll fly right I back love it. to fucking the wall. By the way, that would be I great. Live. And also, Jerry, we'll we'll get you to the Paramount because I think we should do another show with Paramount with, with Jerry. That we would, would be, be fucking Jerry awesome. For sure. yeah. <laughs> I want to come out like a surprise guest, like a wrestler. Like, is, is that, that's Turtles music. I'm just going to come out and fucking start and Jerry, beer I just want to know if we can get you on Ramble on. Is it is it favored nations with Connolly or like for both for <laughs> questions everywhere. I mean, everybody. I'm just going to say it clearly. Favorite nations. I would have lo- to discuss the deal, the deal points of, uh, of Ramble. no, no, listen, I, believe me guys. It is not for a lack of like wanting to be on. It is literally just, you know, yeah, logistics. I, I'm in it. And right. you can relate. You've been there. Uh, Doug. I'm Connelly, in it now. Bro. Woo. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's just wild, sometimes when it's like, Oh, you got like an hour and a half to yourself. I literally just stare off into space right. and like you, you, take some deep breaths. Right. And you, get listen reset books. you listen to books. Yeah. I got back to back birthday weekends coming up. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Jacob James is one this weekend. Jacob's three next weekend. Dude, yeah. I got the christening and then the birthday. I mean, it's crazy. It's saying. It's Jerry's, gonna be Jerry's almost got there. Irish twins, Italian, and Irish. <laughs> He's got twins, Irish. But, well, anyway, we love you, Jerry. Thank you for doing this. Wow. We, we made it. Hope you, you, we hope you'll be back and back and back. And, uh, I will only come back when the zoom business account occurs. We'll get a year. Here. We'll get $39. Yeah. We will be, we will be upgrading immediately. Thank you very much. Anyway, all right. Love Victor you guys. I'll see you soon. Love you, buddy. Victory. Yeah, we guess, made it. Should we wrap it up? Or yeah, it's wrapped up. It's wrapped we up. We wrapped up. All right. We'll be back. Victory, Victory the podcast. podcast.